Retire your overplayed playlist. You'll never hear the same mix twice on AMP. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. So you can discover new-to-you playlists as they're made. Download AMP. That's A-M-P in the App Store. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone. It's your host of Hot Off the Mess, Samantha Bush. I am here to give a special introduction for this amazing podcast episode I recorded with uh, the Dips executive editor, um, Allison Pivovarsky. She's also the host of the daily pop culture podcast called Pop Chaser for the Dip. Um, her and I just, you know, we were shooting the shit about the Beverly Hills reunion trailer. So I hope you all enjoy the episode and I'll see you soon. Bye. Good morning, Pop Chasers, and happy October 7th. I am Allison, the host of Pop Chaser, a daily pop culture podcast brought to you by The Dip. Every day we will go through the biggest headlines in entertainment together. Now, I am joined by a special guest today, Samantha Bush of at Bravo Historian, but also of at The Dip. Uh, and I had to bring her on because all we're going to talk about today, as you can tell by the title of this episode, is the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion trailer. Hello, Sam. Hi, how are you? Thank you for being here. I can't imagine doing this with anybody else. I'm honored. I want to just say we all know that the trailer is four parts, or I'm sorry, the reunion is four parts. The trailer itself was like also supersized. It's well over three minutes. (laughs) No, I noticed that as well. And I, I mean, we even like the fact in a trailer we got like a flashback, like a two week before type of montage thing. I was like, we are in for a treat. Okay. Let's start there because it is important to set the scene of what we're walking into with the reunion. And that is that Rinna is, she goes to Erica's army hammer adjacent home to talk to her about if she's going to go to the reunion or not. And I do like that. It's like this little preface because it, definitely sets the tone that we've got Erica and Rena on one side and then everybody else, it seems. How are you? Hi. You look wonderful. You look wonderful. Get on in here. Everyone's like, oh my God, is she going to go through the reunion? I'm like, yeah. I'm She's shown up for everything else. Why wouldn't she? Quitter. Last night, I had a dream that we were at the reunion. Don't you say that to me. I Don't can say anything I want you go. to say. So can I. So can all of us. There's going to be some shots taken and some shots fired. The moment you call me a liar, it's game f-ing on. You don't Let know that. Let me finish Garcelle. Why don't you f-ing come to me and say, Rita, what are you doing? And guess what? There's going to be some winners and there's going to be some losers. Well, that's life, baby. Where's your anger towards him? Am I angry now enough for you? Remember when you called me and you said these girls have flipped on you? Well, that'll come up at the reunion. (laughs) Get ready. 
It definitely seems that way. I just love, I mean, that's just the side to Rinna that I love is like, she's so fucking messy. Now this season, she was awful, but I do enjoy that. She's like, you know, the girls they're talking and I'm just like, I want to know about them flipping on Erica that she, when she says that, when you texted me that the the girls flipped on me and Rena goes, well, we'll talk about that at the reunion, which is so clever because now she's just getting herself more screen time at that reunion by planting two weeks ahead of time that we are already going to be talking about something. Right. And I'm wondering, like, did the women say something to Rena, or is she just talking about the confessionals? Because I mean, I've been saying this the whole season, Kyle in her confessionals has not been kind to Erica, like not at all, not even a little bit. So, but to her face, she says think like a very differently. Um, oh, it's just so good. I do have to wonder because in the trailer, in the trailer air, oh my God, I'm getting like a million Amazon notifications. You're you're so popular. Like Amazon is just trying to let me know that my things have been delivered in the trailer. Erica goes off on, uh, Kyle for the Mauricio PK thing. And it's a pretty iconic moment because Kyle says, I can't control what comes out of their mouths. And Erica delivers, I can't control what Tom Girardi did. I can't control what comes out of their mouths. And you know what? I can't control what Tom Girardi did. Uh, I, uh, I mean, okay. She made a point. Of course she made a point, but also like. But also like, this is very different. <laughs> and it, it's absolutely the most definitive thing that I think she's ever said against Tom in that, like what he did not what he allegedly did because we know Erica loves the word allegedly. And I know you also loves. are a fan loves, but yeah, I'm curious because it, it, it isn't the same thing. And we will, I have not one doubt we'll get it. We know we're going to get into it from just the looks of the trailer, but it's not the same thing. It's her, their husbands are talking about what is happening, not only in the news, but also in their lives. Right. And Erica is getting a, is trying to compare it to the allegations against Tom. It's just like, no, she misses the boat again. She misses the boat a lot of times in this trailer, I think. I agree. And I also think like she, she says things so definitively that she thinks, oh, no one will question it because of just how I'm saying it and delivering the lines. But it's like, but what you're saying isn't adding up to the previous four other things you've said. Like that's her issue. Like she cannot seem to follow the, her own web that she yeah, I agree. And I also thought that that was obvious in the end when Andy was grilling her. So Andy knew the assignment. That's what everyone keeps saying. Andy knew the assignment. I'm going to fire up the barbecue. Why didn't you leave Tom sooner? Where was I going? I know what you make on this show. Hold on. Did you feel you were held captive? He's having multiple affairs, yet, as we know, he put $20 million and more into your account. (sighs) Who believes Erica did not know anything about what Tom was doing? Can someone please back me the up on what I'm saying? I just want to do a quick round of applause for Andrew Cohen. (laughs) Truly. I mean, this is a man who has, I think, been 
criticized by how he has been approaching the Erica thing on like watch what happens live even on radio Andy he kind of tiptoes around it and he says like we're gonna put you on a skewer and barbecue you yum and 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 he goes right into it my favorite part is when he says well I know what you make for the show which is a reported five hundred thousand dollars a season right on it for a a bit so because she's Cause she's trying to say, or in the trailer, it looks like his response, like what he's responding to is her saying, well, where would I have gone? AKA I wouldn't have any money. And Andy's like, but I know what you make on this show. Also, you have to think about like her Fenty deals, like her brand deals with Too Faced, like everything like that. Like this woman is making a large sum of money a, a year and is now saying like, where would I go? It what does that mean? It doesn't help that she has constantly boasted about how over the years, how successful Erica Jane is, how successful her, her book is. And, and it doesn't help that now she's like backtracking into your point about not following her own web. She's backtracking on it being like, I didn't have any of that money. And it's like, well, you've been talking about how Erica Jane is like this selling out tours across the country. What are you talking about? Right. Also, you were in she, Chicago on Broadway, in Chicago on Broadway, which is not like a small sum of money. Like people make a lot no, it, of money from that. It's not a small indie play, like in, you know, a small little theater. Like she was in I mean, granted, it was cut short due to the global pandemic, but still she was in it for nine weeks and they, and oh. there have been reports that she could, that famous leads can make up to a hundred thousand a week. Okay. I need to start. <laughs> I need to get on my tap way. shoes on. <laughs> oh, wait. I also thought too, something that we've, we've talked about throughout the season is Erica's like misplaced anger which is that it's always at the women and it's very rarely at the situation and it's never at Tom. And Crystal asks her about that. Like, where is your anger towards Tom? And, and Erica like snaps at her. And I'm just like, once again, Erica, you are not doing it right. You're not playing this right. And I don't know. I know that Rinna suggested she gets a crisis manager and she politely declined, I think that that was a mistake. She's just not approaching this, in my opinion, the right way. Such a mistake. And I told you this earlier today. I was like, I'm shocked they're allowing, like her lawyers and her team are like allowing her to do this because it's like, this is Bravo. They're going to ask you very messy questions. I mean, the things Andy Cohen has asked these women over the years is just, it's kind of, I mean, it's very intrusive, but like, this is a whole nother level. And just her cup, like you said, like snapping at everybody. It's like, Erica, that's, it's not going to help you. No, it's really not. And it doesn't help that everyone at this reunion looks fucking insane. I was just going to ask you, let's talk about the looks because oh my God. I say this all the time. These women on Beverly Hills specifically, they never look like they're all going to the same place never. ever. They all got different invitations. They all like Kathy is going to, you know, a spa, Garcelle's going to, I don't know. Like I, I listen, they're just all so bad. Who's the best and who's the worst? Crystal is the best. Uh-huh. Cause crystals makes sense. Yeah. Um, the worst for me, 
I can't even tell you the worst one because they're all so bad. Like I hate Kyle's hair. Hate. I hate so Kyle's much. dress. Again, I said this earlier. I don't know what's happening with her boobs, but respectfully, no. Respectfully, no. Garcelle, love you. Mean it. Hate that. Hate the look. Mm-hmm. Looks ridiculous. Um, I just all of it looks crazy. Erica looks cheap. Well, okay, we have because- discussed this. <laughs> her makeup is. Her glam team, I think, must have left. They must have put in some time Mikey, off for classes. Mikey and co decided to take a hiatus and she is either doing it herself or you know like before prom you would go to mac and mm-hmm. go go to mac go to the, the counter yeah. yeah and they would like it would be like a makeup specialist but when in reality it's like a high school student who mm-hmm. just has a part-time job I think that could be maybe what she did here. Yeah. Scott Barnes is no longer doing her makeup. No longer on payroll. No. And I mean, you can see it just decline as the season goes on. And uh, for the finale, the makeup. uh, Wow. Just wow. 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 Wow is right. I'm also curious too. Do you have any insight on when like the Potomac women, for example, and the Atlanta women, they all seem to coordinate of a theme is there is that something production does or is that just something they all do I think it's a production thing so production was like you know we got bigger fish to fry or I'm sorry bigger <laughs> bigger people to skewer and barbecue <laughs> and so like you guys just wear whatever you want because like the colors don't even go the colors I mean Rinna is in a purple leopard turtleneck dress but I mean, like even in New York, they did, they did like a metallic theme yes. one year or like New Jersey, they did an all white theme, mm-hmm. you know, but like Beverly Hills is like, where are you women going? I know the clowns. They also, all look like clowns. They do look like clowns. If Eric or if Lisa Rinna introduces us to her ponytail by name, I'll throw myself out the window. I don't know why she thinks that this is like a shtick we enjoy. It's all she has. It's, it's literally. All she has. She's like, this is Joanne. I'm like, I, I don't care. Also, if I hear the words pasta sauce one time during that reunion, I'll shut it off and then I'll turn it back on. But like, I will be upset. I am very curious where her and Garcelle move forward. Like it, uh, what do it you think is haunting tough. Rena? What's haunting her? <laughs> All these things I don't feel great about. I did them. It happened. Each and every one of them haunts me. Denise. You think it's Denise? Yes. Because I think she got so much hate this season for how she treated Denise last season. A lot of like, well, you did this to Denise last season. How dare you not? Whatever with Erica. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes I find myself talking in shorthand, like Kathy Hilton. It's really bizarre. I'm like, you know what she said about, like, it's really, I need to figure it out. Okay. So I just don't, but I actually don't think she means it. I think she's just like, I have to own it or else I'll keep getting like death threats. There comes a point where like the, you can only own things so much and apologize so much before everybody is just like, it's bullshit, Rena. Enough. And I think people were calling bullshit on her years ago. So the fact that we're still playing this charade 
is just exhausting. It's so exhausting. <laughs> She's not that good of an actor. Let's just no. say Eileen could pull it off. Rinna can't. She just can't. Well, you can't say own it, own it, own it, be honest and not do that yourself. Like right. you just cannot do that. And Garcelle is just not the one to be pushed around in that way. Cause she's just like, Rena, I've known you in the business for 20 years. Like you're, you're a little weasel. Yes. That's a, that's a great, it's a great animal. Um, wait, you mentioned Kathy earlier. Obviously we're sad. Kathy is only there for a bit of the reunion, but mm-hmm. what receipts do you think Kathy is bringing on her little notepad? So <laughs> I pointed this out. It looks like her notes were written in a Sharpie on the car on the way there ripped from an office depot notebook. Um, love that for her. I do too. And no, she pulled them out receipts, of her purse, which she brought onto the couch. Which she brings. Yep. And she said this on watch what happens live that she brings her purse everywhere with her. And Andy was like, you really do. You brought it to the reunion to the couch. <laughs> and then she said at the reunion that she just had a couple of notes. And one of them was, she wanted to address why she wasn't at Garcelle's dinner. Oh yeah, that's right. And she said, I'm not impolite. I, there really was a reason and she knew, and it was like a thing. And so Kathy came to clear that up, but then we also seemed to get a really touching moment between her and her and Kyle, her and Lizzie McGuire. No, I liked when you called her Xenon, she Xenon. really is giving some Xenon vibes, like <laughs> so truly Zetus Lapidus, but yeah, I'm curious, like, it must be about their relationship that, that moment when Kyle yeah. goes, it's okay to cry. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, they, they really were in each other's lives for a really, really long time. Yeah. And they really do seem to be in a very solid place on the show that it's hard to imagine that they were ever at a point of like, not even remotely speaking, but that's what happens when you create a subpar television show for uh, the Paramount network. So, yeah. I mean, imagine making that show your family's not speaking to you and it doesn't go anywhere. Like That's it's not worth it. You need to win awards for it to be worth it. But get get one a golden season, globe. Rest get, in peace. Get the globe. She needed to egot on that one, but here we mm. are. Uh okay. Finally, Erica says we're gonna have some winners and we're gonna have some losers. From the trailer alone, Sam, I'm curious, who do you think is gonna be the winner and who do you think is gonna be the loser from the four parts of the reunion? Truthfully, and I hate this answer that I'm going to give you, but we're going to be the winners, the (laughs) the viewers. We are going to be the winners because this is the moment we've been waiting for. And to see Sir Andrew Cohen hold Erica's feet to the fire. Yeah. Like a skewer. I mean, it's just everything that we've wanted. And it's kind of like how I felt with the real um, Housewives of Salt Lake City thing with Jen Shaw. It's like, we've all had this idea of how we wanted it to be played out and it's playing out exactly like that. And that's how I feel about this reunion. So it just feels really nice because all of us were worried that Andy would be like, so Erica, did you do it? No, okay. And like, move Mm -hmm. on. We were all worried. And a part of me also thinks like, is Andy... So he's asking viewer questions, but I'm also wondering, I'm like, is he, does he want to know these too? Like he, cause he looked intense. Yes. Like he, he was I mean, when arguing he asked, with her. When he asks about the cognitive decline of Tom, he 
talks about the timeline that we're, we all are wondering about. So he is, it, there's a lot of fan service. It feels I mean, like he had to come prepared mm-hmm. for this because he's like, I can't slip up because Erica no. is scary. I also, wait, I do have a bone to pick. I really, really don't like that Sutton is on the end of the couch. It's a weird spot to put her in considering I don't think Dorit needs to be like in the middle. No, that doesn't feel she did right. nothing. Um, but it is, very, then, it is very sided, you know, like having Kyle Garcelle and Sutton on one side feels right to me in terms of having them face the people across from them. So Sutton across from crystal, I guess makes sense because we do need to oh, talk about the leather that. pants and, yeah. and you know, that, Oh, don't tell me you're that girl. So oh, yeah. we do need to get into all of that, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm Sutton has, oh boy, what a, what a journey she's had for me this season. I went from not liking her to she's the one person that I'm like, she's not going anywhere. Right. But so I've been thinking about this and I really don't think Erica, like, yes, Erica has issue with Sutton, obviously, but Sutton has been very blunt with Erica about how she feels. So I feel like they really don't have that much to like hash out anymore. It's more of like Erica finding out what everybody else is saying behind her back. And then that's where the, the tension and everything will come in. Yeah, that's a good point. And also like, we really don't need to keep reliving the, you know, you'll, you'll get sued thing. Do you want to get sued? Because we've been through that. Erica does not feel sorry about it. She doesn't regret saying it. And we just need to move on. Like, I think, I hope that that is just like a quick mention because Sutton didn't like it. Erica doesn't care. And there's no changing of minds there. I mean, I just feel blessed that we're getting four parts, but then to answer your question, I got a little sidetracked, of course, is who is the biggest loser? Mm -hmm. I think the biggest loser might be Rinna or Kyle. I was going to say Rinna. I think that's a great, I think, I think. Kyle, I'm wondering if she's going to try to side with the fans now that she's seen the response. Rinna, I think, is in too deep. And I think she's going to have a tough time trying to claw her way out of of this. Thank God she's got Cheetah on because she's going to need those cat-like reflexes to get herself out of this because it (laughs) it is messy. But just like her, I mean, she really is the definition of messy, and I don't know if she can come back from it. I really don't know. I mean, I don't think she'll go anywhere. I wouldn't mind if she did, I'll be honest. But I think that she is one of those that like Andy still really likes. And she has done a good job of like embedding herself in just housewives culture. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like she, we've all seen the TikTok of her at Andy's baby shower where she's like, get on the fucking tables. <laughs> Yeah. She's like, Andy Cohen gave you fuckers a job. And I'm just like, see, that's she, the Rinna I she love. Is, exactly. That's the Rinna we all love. So she's done such a good job of cementing herself in that, that I think, I think what's going to happen is everyone's going to chalk this up to a, an off season. And depending on what the storyline is for next season, she'll either shine or she'll sink. So it's up to her, but I do think that it's going to be a tough reunion for her, which is crazy to say when you have somebody who is in the headlines for some really crazy things. I think Rinna is going to have the hardest reunion. 
I know. And I wonder if Andy will talk to Eric about Army Hammer because that was brought up on the show. So I'm very curious. He's like, so what happened there? I hope so. I hope. What is One she can now? only hope. Sam, thank you so much for joining us. I do want to just say I didn't get around to doing this yesterday, but it is in my mind and in heavy on my heart is the passing of one Coco singer, a young 17.5 years old. Coco has been with us from the very beginning of Real Housewives of New York. And whether you love her mom or hate her mom, I think we know that the dogs of New York have have seen it all and have been spread among the uh, West Side Highway courtesy of, or I'm sorry, it probably was the East river courtesy of Sonia Morgan. So I do want to just pour one out for Coco. Um, Sam, any thoughts on, on our, our, the, the deceased? Um, I personally really loved that Sonia is the one that broke this news. Um, Ramona was livid and Avery went around to Bravo accounts that posted about Coco's passing and told them to take it down. You guys, you wouldn't get that scoop anywhere else. You wouldn't. So there's that. And I actually really do mean it. I recently lost a pet, not moose. Don't worry. So hard. It's very hard. So, and I, I gotta say, like, I was thinking about Coco a lot in the past couple of years because every time we would see her, I'd be like, she's still with us. So uh, may she rest, of course. And I hope the singer family, you know, can find peace because I would imagine she lived a very good life. Um, Sam, do you want to share where everybody can find you uh, on the internet everywhere? Um, if Instagram is not down, it is at Bravo Historian, Twitter, take your Zoloft. I have two podcasts. I have Hot Off the Mess, which is a Bravo pop culture podcast. And then I have Shortcomings, which comes out every Wednesday. And that is a Sex and City recap podcast. Awesome. And you guys can find all of Sam's awesome articles on thedip.com. Use the promo code POPCHASER for 50% off your annual subscription. I will be back tomorrow with a whole new episode and a whole bunch of new headlines. Until then, cheers. Bye. This is your summer. That means Six Flags and the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit SixFlags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99. 